Welcome to the Full Minded with Alyssa Betta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys because it was just so amazing, honestly. So I interviewed my good friend, Tally Medina, who I met while I was living in Houston. And honestly, she's just such a raw and incredible person. Like she's just very authentic. And I remember the first time we met, it was actually at an art show and she came up to me and she bought jewelry from me. And she was like, I would absolutely love to carry your jewelry in my store, in my boutique, in the gallery. And I was like, oh my God, like I had just moved to Houston. I was just started doing my business full time. And that was like the coolest thing to offer someone. Like I looked up to her and I was just like, you want to carry my jewelry in your business? Like how cool is that? And that was the first store that I launched in, in the States. And it was just so fucking iconic. I was just like, you're the coolest chick. And she's like, I love what you do. I love the mission of mental health. Like, and then since then we've just had a really beautiful relationship. It's always been very authentic and raw and real. So I asked her to be a guest on this podcast today to discuss boundaries. And both of us, you know, discuss how challenging boundaries can be to make, what led us to make them in the first place, and just kind of where we're at today with setting them. It was honestly just such a good episode to record. I think y'all are going to love it. We're just very much ourselves, very down to earth. We swear a lot. We shoot in the shit. Like, it's just amazing. So I'm excited for y'all to listen to it and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I am joined with guest Tally Medina, and Tally is a good friend of mine who I met while I was living in Houston, and I'm so fucking happy to have her here today. I feel like <laughs> since the moment we met, we just connected and we have such honest and raw conversations, so I felt she would be the perfect guest to come on and discuss boundaries with. So without further ado, Tally baby, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? How's life? How's everything? I'm good, baby. I'm really good. I'm going to see Drake tonight, so I'm like in the clouds good. I'm <laughs> How so are you? excited. Hey, I'm good, girl. I've just life? been working, working all the time. Literally, that's all I do. I'm trying to rebrand my uh, brand. I'm trying to tr um, plan a trip in a couple weeks, also work my job, and also move in two days you know just just working <laughs> yeah classic tally you got a lot to juggle what is happening yeah. with tally where do you want to talk a little bit about that at all or is it a secret right now is it under wraps yeah we can so basically obviously you know i took a break for like a year mentally yep. i needed it um business owner to business owner i know you get it like it can get yes. a lot 
and uh, I was not in a good place when I was doing my store, my physical storefront. So I took a break and now I feel like I'm just in a better place to relaunch it, but in a more authentic way. Like it's kind of more like badass. I don't good. know. Like it's less like frilly and girly and more just Ooh. like really who I am. Like a spicier yeah, version excited. of Tallyware. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And for the people that don't know what Tallyware is, do you want to briefly explain it to them? Yeah, so Tallyware is a boutique I started probably about six years ago um, on my own when I was just at home and a big bunch of depression. And uh, it really just kicked off. I've taken breaks here and, out, here and then since. But um, I opened a store in the Houston Galleria. If you're not familiar, the Galleria is like the biggest mall in Houston yep. about two years ago. And it was amazing. It was a huge success. Um, but yeah, right now that's where I'm at. I'm just excited to relaunch it. Uh, it's just, it means a lot to me. I feel like it was a big uh, moment in my life when I started Tallywear to really transition me into like the woman that I am. So yes. yeah, I mean, that's Tallywear. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see the spicier version of Tallywear come through because I own a handful of your pieces and you know, those jeans that kind of like crisscross with a button. I get compliments yeah. every time I post in them, every time I wear them and I'm like, Tallywear, Tallywear, Tallywear. <laughs> Shop no, I literally <laughs> saw you wear them uh, on a post and I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. Like, <laughs> I know those jeans. <laughs> yeah, I love them so much. So please bring those back in different colors because I'll buy them all. <laughs> done and done. Whatever you want, I do. Okay, mm. thank you. All right, so today we are going to talk about boundaries. And I feel like this is something we've briefly kind of talked about, you and I before, like just in our relationships and our friendships in our mm -hmm. past and I feel like we both kind of grew up in a similar way we had a tough childhood and we became people pleasers we became yes women and we yes. would say yes to mm -hmm. everything and everyone at the expense of our own mental health because we thought that's what love looked like like literally yep. for so many years so that's what I thought it was I guess I'll just myself and move to fucking Mexico or wherever you want me to because that's what love is like, it wasn't even until, like, two years ago that I was like, oh, this. that's actually the opposite of love. Um, so this is only something that I've recently even learned myself to implement and get comfortable with implementing because there's learning about it and then there's actually being able to apply it and be comfortable with applying it. And that's a whole other challenge in itself. But, like, when someone says boundaries, like, what is what do boundaries look like to you, would you say? Um, so what boundaries look like to me, I would say, honestly, it's like telling somebody what you are and aren't comfortable with and not feeling yes. bad about it. Yes. Like, that's the best way I would put it. Because I know that it's crazy that the topic is boundaries today because I lack so many. <laughs> but I'm like actively, <laughs> I'm actively working on it. But yeah, it's 100% not feeling bad for being like, hey, I don't like this or I don't like that or Cause it's hard, like, especially like you said earlier, when you've dealt with so so many other issues in your life and they stem from so much trauma from your past, even down to your childhood. For sure. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, establishing boundaries is kind of like establishing guidelines for how we want to be treated and what we can mm -hmm. capacitate as humans. Yeah. And I think, yeah, obviously it makes it harder when you are raised in an environment where you're stepping on eggshells and you're just trying to survive and keep the peace, you just learn to stay out of the way and stay quiet. And then yeah, in turn, that kind of manifests into relationships when you're older, where you're just like, okay, sure, I'll do this. Okay, yes, I'll do this. I love that you just refer to it as guidelines because like, that's so true. Like 
we buy things that have guidelines like we should all have guidelines True. like why yeah like why don't we i don't know man i think that just like blew my mind i don't know why <laughs> we don't we don't think about that it's like we don't think we no, deserve we to have guidelines i know mm-hmm. and we and we absolutely do and i feel like when I discovered like boundaries and what they meant, I learned it in therapy and it was a couple years ago. And I remember just being so uncomfortable with the concept of it. Cause I was like, I mean, I got to say no to someone. <laughs> like if they ask me to hang out and I have 15 other plans that day, I got to say no. Why? I don't like that. I just didn't like that feeling. Cause I knew if I were to, you know, compare that to childhood, if I said no, fuck <laughs> this game over. <laughs> oh no. That's like, that's like terrifying. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to leave me? Yeah. Do you not love me anymore? Like I'm really Literally. sorry. <laughs> Uh, the abandonment issues oh, no. it's all tied For together sure, 100% but it's so ironic because Ugh. like setting boundaries is the biggest form of self-love it's the biggest form of like respect you mm-hmm. can have for yourself because you're saying this is where I'm at this is what I need can you meet it and can you not because mm-hmm. I feel like when you start setting boundaries not only does your relationship with yourself increase in quality but the people you start attracting do because if you set boundaries and people are offended by that those are not people you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Thousand and ten percent. They're nope. not. They're enemies. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're people that don't have your best interests at heart because people who have your best interests at heart are not going to be triggered by you having boundaries and guidelines for how you wish to be fucking treated. That does sound crazy to say. <laughs> no, it <laughs> that does. We would but... ever not have them. <laughs> what? Right. No, when, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, what the? Like, have I really not had boundaries? Like, this is such, it's such a basic thing to have, right? That everyone should have, but it's so taboo. Like, I feel so bad. I know. <laughs> I don't Why? Because <laughs> you I don't know. feel bad, but I feel bad. Oh, I know. Man. I think oh. it's just like you just got to work through that feeling of discomfort, like anything else, like having serious conversations or talking about subjects that are taboo with people mm-hmm. you care about. It's just fucking awkward, right? Like me, like I don't like talking about money. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Oh my God, me neither. Hey. Me neither. Oh my God, take me out before I have to talk to anybody about money. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't do it. I can't. But like, it's those conversations that need to happen. The ones that you feel uncomfortable in are probably the mm-hmm. ones you need to have the most. No, you know? 100%. No, you're totally right. Now I'm just uncomfortable thinking about like me having to ask for things right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Do you remember the first time you've ever set a boundary and how it made you feel? I'm like trying to think about um, it for me, but do you remember? You know what? It was probably, I was going to say it was in a relationship, but I think it was with my dad. Like, mm. uh, when, when I was younger, uh, he kicked me out of the house when I was like 16. It's a long story. That's for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> but he kicked me out and I was heartbroken. I always say my dad's the first person who broke my heart. And after that, you know how, like, when you're like a little girl, you just, well, I don't know if you're the same boat, but you kind of like crave your parents, like, or like, Definitely. I don't know, you, you look for that in other people or you want that. I don't know. But like. I really loved my dad and eventually I got to the point to where he was just so bad. I was just like, no, like I'm not dealing with you. You can't call me. I'm not your little baby girl anymore. Like I very much put that hat on and was like, you're disrespectful. I don't care if you're my dad. Like you don't love me. This is not love. Like mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you or I'll talk to you when I'm ready to talk to you. Like it's not your show anymore. Like I took the reins on that. So that's probably the first time I was Damn. ever able to like, 
yeah be like to somebody to their face be like no mm-hmm. you're not just gonna call me and i'm just supposed to answer because you're my dad like you're bad for me you're bad for my mental and you you can wait till i'm good and he did he waited till i was like 19 <laughs> damn that's a yeah. i mean you say you don't set boundaries but that's like that's a very big one a very important one and super early on for you to be like nah why well, struggled <laughs> with it like this. it definitely yeah. wasn't easy it, i would like i struggled oh, sure. through my 20s on that relationship because i knew i couldn't give him my full like heart but it's like it's your yeah. parent you know you're wired to think like that's unconditional there but it's kind of like eh, no <laughs> that's super true and i think there is mm-hmm. a misconception that boundaries like it should come easy i think we should mm-hmm. like speak on that because they're not easy to set they're really not no. especially if you come from you know a past similar to talia or myself where you feel like you can't say what you actually want and you don't yeah. like your parents don't really have capacity for you that's a whole other level mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. they had you but you're kind of just in the way or maybe everything you say just gets shut down and it's never going to be easy to set a boundary and keep it i think mm-hmm. it gets a little easier over time but it's still going to be challenging for you it's still going to feel like awkward and wrong maybe at first i think you'll just get yeah. better at navigating those uncomfortable feelings but it, yeah. it definitely isn't easy and to keep no. it is hard too because you know asking you that question i was thinking myself what would be the first boundary i ever set and i immediately wanted to think relationship romantic mm-hmm. but same thing it would have been with my parents where i got to a certain age where i realized like how you're treating us is actually really fucked up i don't yeah. want any part in it and we will have a relationship on my terms because i was so sick of being you know abused physically mentally spiritually and then on top of it i walked away from religion and then they were kind of like you're going to hell you're damn you know what i mean all their yeah. beliefs just forced onto me and i was just like you know what fuck this <laughs> i'm you know done crazy we're like so grown now and like it's still hard for us i mean we can have this podcast on boundaries all day we can't lie and say that this isn't easy like this is easy but like Mm -hmm. it's so hard because if you really think about it let's say 16 right that's when i got picked up that's still 16 years of my life of me lacking boundaries i'm 29 like that's still like half of my life that i have to unlearn like those habits and that's why i think that parenting like not just anyone should be a parent but you have to learn how to teach your kid healthy boundaries i'm not saying let your kid do whatever they want but like it starts when you're little you know like we develop that stuff going to school how we talk to people and it stems with what we learn and i don't know i just i always try to give myself grace because i'm like i have a lot of years of stuff to unlearn and it's just impossible to do it in in three years of growth you know oh absolutely and i think it's important to show ourselves grace and like kind of look at ourselves like a younger version of ourselves like little tally little list and treat them with that kind of kindness and and nurture them and parent them the way that we wish we were I think that's yes, a really important exactly. thing to do. I actually have a picture of my mm-hmm. little baby self on my mirror with affirmation. So anytime I look in the mirror and I get self-critical, I immediately look at her and I'm like, I cannot call her ugly. I cannot say something mean about her. Like, no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That really has helped retrain my brain in that yeah. sense. But that's one so thing sweet. about... Yeah, you should do it. You should do it. Mm-hmm, Honestly, it's changed the game for me. Um, yeah. But one mm-hmm. thing I will touch on with the parenting thing is I heard this example i forget who it was from but they were like they had a little daughter and they were 
wrapping up to leave a family event and the uncle or somebody was like, come give me a hug. And she didn't want to. And her parents was like, that's okay. We teach her that she can hug who she wants and who she's not comfortable with. And I was like, damn, that's powerful. That's something that was always kind of forced onto us. Like it's your relative, so you must hug them. But if they're not feeling comfortable, I think those are some crucial times in childhood where you can teach your child that it's okay to not hug them. If you don't feel like touching someone yeah. right now or you don't feel like someone touching you, that's okay. I think that's essential. And I think by teaching them that, there there's a higher chance, especially if they are women and girls, they're going to walk away from situations where they don't feel comfortable with, with men. And teaching them that they yeah. don't need to be polite to men either if they're making them feel uncomfortable. That's big. Right. My kid will flip you bad. off. <laughs> My kid will be yeah. taught to flip you off if you are disrespectful, creepy, unkind. I don't give a fuck. I, my kids will do whatever makes them feel safe. It's crazy that it's been taught for so long that it's not polite to like, you know, uh, hug everyone or like address everyone. It's like, no, like that guy gives me creepy vibes. I don't really feel like hugging him. Or like Uncle Timmy is really weird. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, because I was raised to be extremely respectful, but like Mm -hmm. it never got to the point where I was like forced to like hug anyone. But like, no, I got weird vibes from people. I'm like, I'm not touching you. Weird. Yeah. Were you <laughs> someone that, that could, <laughs> could pick up on vibes like early on? Like you could pick oh, up yeah. on people's energy. I feel like I have a gift. No, I totally have a gift. I don't know what it is, but I have it. Like mm-hmm. I have it. I mean, with that being said, have I like quite used my gift? Probably not because <laughs> I wouldn't be in half of the situations I've dealt with in my life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you give me bad vibes. Maybe I can change you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> smells like a project. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I can fix you. Come here. <laughs> Literally. We were just no, kind of talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have something. I, I have good intuition, but I definitely have never used it to steer me from like, I've never judged anyone based on it, but I definitely know when someone does and doesn't have like be- my best interests or mm-hmm. really you know, care about me. So um, it's a yeah. different way, I guess. <laughs> Blessing and a curse. I feel that way mm-hmm. about myself too, but it's yeah. interesting because I'm like, I'm such an intuitive person. And then I end up in these dumb fuck relationships and I get oh fucked God, over thanks. and I'm like, am I intuitive or am I just stupid? Like, what is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I'm my good. therapist saying after my last relationship, I was like, she's, it was in the middle of me ending my relationship at the time. And I was like, she's like, what is your gut telling you? And I was like, to leave. And she's like, Alyssa, I have watched you for the last decade struggle with those feelings of trusting your gut and just ignoring it. It's time to listen to it. And I was like, damn, yeah. damn. And I think, cause there's knowing that you have like this intuition and you can feel it, you can feel the vibes, but sometimes it's hard too to implement boundaries when they haven't done anything evidently wrong. There's no, like, nothing physically they're doing. You know, you hang out with a new friend and you just feel sick after. But they were sweet to you. They bought your lunch. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the hardest thing is when there's no actual proof. But it's something that you feel like. You know what it is? What? That aligns with boundaries is also having standards for ourselves. Like, boundaries and standards. And Absolutely. Am I allowed to say a cuss word right now? Oh my God! Yes, Tally. Have you met me? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, but I don't. You know what I mean? Anyways, you're so uh, respectful. It's like it's totally okay to be a bitch, but like mm-hmm. when I say bitch, I don't mean like you know, like the bitch that's just like running around, like talking shit, just a complete asshole. I'm talking yep. like 
it's okay to be like, ooh, I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. You're probably not for me. Or like, uh, that's not my standard. Like, but it's like anybody else would be like, oh, she's a stuck up bitch. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, tatted on my face, you know? Like, it's okay (laughs) to do that. Absolutely. And I think, sorry, go ahead, babe. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I think that the, uh, I was going to say, I think a lot of us women in general, like lack that. Yeah. We don't want to be, we don't want to be a bitch. Like we don't want to be mean. We don't want to give ourselves like the standard of what we actually do deserve Mm because we don't think we deserve it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. And I think Mm -hmm. even just going back to it saying like calling us a bitch, like I think bitch, that term is just (laughs) been created by society and men and people that just see us standing up for ourselves and then call us that yeah. it's really are we a bitch or are we just do we just have high standards and do we just not accept yeah. bullshit as I treatment don't even take offense yeah you call no. me a bitch oh my god thank you i must be doing something right that's another thing yeah, if everyone so likes you if i had this um epiphany the other day because i let go of some friendships that no longer serve me and Mm-hmm. They were not happy about it, obviously. But I was yeah. like, if you are liked by everyone, I think that's a clear sign that you're not setting boundaries because there's just no way to be liked by everyone. In order to like yeah. establish boundaries, you have to say no to people. You have to shut down relationships that no longer serve you. And that's going to mm-hmm. piss a lot of people off. So if you don't have enemies, ugh, set more no, boundaries. I know. I have like, I have okay. like one and a half friends. I know I have like two and a half friends. Like I'm perfectly, I've never been happier. I think I was more miserable trying to like love everyone yeah. that didn't even deserve, you know, my friendship or love. Like now count me in for my one and a half, one and a quarter. I don't even care how many friends I have at this point. Like as long as it's a solid one, I'm happy. I'm content. Absolutely. Like, mm I agree with you. It's interesting how that changes because I also used to feel like having a big circle of friends was a vibe and having so many people to call upon. But like they were just lower in in quality and now they're just, you know, I have a few really amazing ones like that just have my back and they're super fucking loyal. And that's that's really all you need. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know how like when you leave relationships or when you're dating, you kind of have like somewhat of a standard or a type or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you should have a type in friends. You just can't be friends with anybody. Like I was thinking about that. I was like, man, like I've been friends with so many people that are like, I'm not to be snobby or stuck up because I'm really genuinely not, but like they were beneath me based on the type of people that they are. Right. So it's like, why was I, why was I perfectly like, okay with being friends with that? when I wouldn't even date that. You know what I mean? That's such a good way of saying it, Tal. Yeah. It took me a sec. I was like, whoa, did I just have a moment? (laughs) (laughs) Did I just realize something? Like, no, sis, you have to have standards on everybody who comes into your life. It's crazy. No, absolutely. I love everybody. Yeah, no, 100%. -hmm. And everybody can't love you and that's totally okay. It has nothing to do with you. It just means that they have their standards and they have their type. And you may not be everyone's mm-hmm. type, and that's totally okay, right? You don't want to be everyone's type. That would be exhausting, and that would be just, yeah. that wouldn't even make any sense. Um, one of mm-hmm. my guests on a prior episode said that she looked at dating like an interview. And mm-hmm. I feel like I loved it. She's like, I don't know if that's like the wrong thing to say or what, but I was like, I think that's brilliant because we all know that's huge on self love, right? We all know what we bring to the table what we, you know, can give with our time or energy, how we are, how much we love, how loyal we are. Like, you should treat dating and intake of friendships almost like an interview. Like, 
What are you doing in your spare time? Like, what are you bringing to the table? Because I am enough on my own. So if you're not bringing additional things to the table, like I don't, I can eat alone. Like I'm good. But if you're bringing like some cupcakes and some knowledge, I might sit down with you. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's a really healthy way to look at it. Like an interview process. No, it is. It's 2023. And I think people need to come to terms with that. We're not living in La La Land or a fairy tale, which I had to have conversations with a little girl in me. And it's like, yeah. you are dating a whole nother person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're dating and you're being friends with, and you know, you're building relationships with completely different people who are being raised in the same society you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a fairy tale. Like people have motives, people lack ambitions, people yes. lack um, character, people lack morals. Like you have to ask these questions. Like it's not, to me, it's not the wrong thing to say at all. Yeah, I think it's perfect. In today's day and age, hell yeah, interview. For sure. Let's talk. For sure. <laughs> yeah, literally. Tell me about your last eight jobs. Let's go. Um, no, yeah, tell me everything. <laughs> and emotional intelligence is like, I would say, one of the most oh. important pieces. It's a rare yeah, rarity. It is. A lot of people just have mm-hmm. intelligence, you know, on, yeah. you know, random subjects and shit, geography, whatever it may be. Not me. I'm not one of those people. I was never book smart, but like emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I could tell you a lot about mental illness and like reading people, trusting mm-hmm. people, how people behave, like all of that. I think that's, that's crucial. No, and right, yeah. it is, it's emotional lacked, yeah. intelligence is like, it's so lacked, but I think like you said, people can be book smart. People can use big words. They can talk a whole lot of pretty nothings. But if you can't understand another human's brain and be compassionate and be just like really just understanding like that right there, you're just not, I don't want to date you. I don't want to be your friend. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Because yeah, we're all human. 100%. We're all on this weird journey. It's, they're all different. But if you yeah. lack that emotional intelligence, like why would, I don't know why anybody would want that around. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm with you on that all the way. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I'm curious, what do you feel is the hardest part about setting a boundary? Like, where are you like, oof, that makes me squirm? <laughs> oh, my gosh. For me, I think it's just <laughs> sticking to it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what it is for me? It's if I love you, like, if you're my friend, if you're my family, if you're my boyfriend, and I love you, you can all, um, I hate to say this out loud. Hopefully nobody's listening and they're like taking notes. I'm like the easiest person to take advantage of. My little, my evil ops are like, oh, she can be taking advantage of. Um, I, if I love you, it's really easy to take advantage of me because I, I do, I am a worm. Like I have boundaries. I'm like, hey, don't do this. But then eventually I'm like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm really working on that. But I think the hardest part for me is just sticking to it if I love you. So it's so important that if I love you, I have very good hearted people around me otherwise you're just going to eat me alive because it's like i'm still a work in progress yeah like me and my boyfriend have really deep conversations about our feelings what we like what we don't like they've been uncomfortable we've gotten in arguments but like it feels safe to have it and i appreciate that because before it would have been like an attack or like he's or like in the past it would be like listening to a weakness it's like oh that's her weakness or she doesn't like that like that's what it kind of felt like evil like it doesn't feel that way with him so yeah. like I don't know I guess it's just sticking to it man like it's tough out here yeah, that's, no that's fair and I, I commend you for being super honest about it and I think you know in the in the place that you're in right now I think it is super mm-hmm. crucial and important for you to recognize if people are good because I've yeah. been there before and I'm just like 
especially in romantic relationships, like I need you to kind of be my level because with my disorder, like I forget shit. Like you can do me dirty and I'm just like, wait, what? You want to get ice cream? What's up? Like it's, I need somebody who's also very like ethical and strong and able to be like, no, no, like I'm sorry for what I did. That was wrong because I feel like sometimes with having trauma or mental illness, we lose like the gauge Mm. of what's really severe and what's not because we've been through so much. So we're just like, oh, okay, this is just like regular life. People are treating me like shit, whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I kind of relate to that in a sense. So for me, if I could give an example, like in past like friendships or anything, like this is a boundary, which is strange for me to say out loud. I actually don't want to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway, is I buy everything for everyone. Like I, Mm -hmm. it's, I hate it. I hate it. And it's the worst because I'm like the type of person like I don't want you to miss out on something or if you're there and like I know you can't afford it. I'm going to buy you your drinks or whatever the hell. But if I'm around the wrong people, they will run me dry. And I've been in so many friendships like that where it's like they didn't care that I was constantly paying for everything all the time. Like I have to be Mm -hmm. surrounded by because I also have a group of friends that's like, girl, stop paying. Like, I got this mm-hmm. one. Like, we'll rotate. It's like, they, yeah. they almost freak they almost freak me out because I'm so used to having to provide, like, the vibes. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. But it's like, I have to be around people who are like, stop doing that. Or like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Like, they don't, they don't take advantage of it. And that's the reality yeah. of it. You have to be, when you're a people pleaser and you lack boundaries, you have to be surrounded by people who don't take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Saying it out loud, sickening. Oh, babe. Yeah, give yourself grace. You're living, you're learning, you know, just keep working on that because, yeah, you got to you got to tell the people the standards, you know, you can't always rely on the other people to be like, you shouldn't be treated that way. You got to look in the mirror and be like, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I ain't buying drinks tonight. Somebody else get me. Y'all owe me. The yeah, next time you no, go out, totally I want you to say that. that. And then I want you to text me after you've done it. Say, drinks are on everyone but me I tonight. Don't go, <laughs> I don't go out anymore much. But yeah, no, I do. I even feel bad. I'm like, why do I feel so much guilt when I don't, like, get around? Like, mm-hmm. I want to be one of those girls that isn't providing. Like, you know, they just go out there and they're, like, cute and they're, like, not paying for anything. or You know what I mean? But it's just yeah. not who I am. I hate it. I hate it. it yeah, that's fair. I'm like... I was definitely. I didn't know that was. Maybe that's my love language, like <laughs> giving. giving, and yeah, it could be. Do you feel like that's I think it is. the the one thing that you do the most that people yes. kind of take advantage? of? Okay, then yeah, you're probably gift giving. What is your receiving yeah, love like language? Uh, I don't know. I wanted. I've taken that quiz like seven times, and they they've <laughs> all come up. So maybe it's all of them. I just yeah. I think I like words of affirmation. Although if you talk to me face like as a human, like we are right now. Like, I feel like words just are bullshit 90% of the time. Uh, mm. So I don't know, but but hearing it feels so good. Like, my boyfriend knows that I have to be, like, affirmed a lot. So, but at the same time, I have such a huge appreciation for, like, acts of service. Like, helping me, taking a load yeah. off my plate. I would say acts of service and words of affirmation, probably. Yeah. yeah. But gifts? No, I don't even want gifts. But why do I give everyone everything? Like, it's weird. I don't, I don't like this. Interesting. Who do I talk to about this? <laughs> Therapist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I call you. No, I call Alyssa. <laughs> you can call me too, for sure. But yeah, I definitely feel like a therapist would 
be able to dissect why exactly you're like that. But I feel like if I were to guess, it's just because you feel like maybe you weren't provided for. Maybe do you have younger siblings? I have an older sister, but what you're about to say, she told me. She's like, okay. do you know that this is why we do that? Because her therapist <laughs> is like amazing. And she was like, do you know why we always give people things? She went in this whole explanation about it. I was like, oh my God, I wasn't ready for that at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. I was like, damn, that's so true. Therapists yeah. always know how to like stick it to you in the best way possible. No, 100%. I actually just had a conversation with someone yesterday that I met, and she's like, I just went to my first therapy session last week, and I always thought, like, yeah, it'll be like, she's like, how did she word it? She's like, I always felt like anyone could counsel me. Like, I have a conversation with you. You could counsel me. You, you, you. But when I got into therapy, she fucking counseled me, bro. It's a different type. And I was like, I know. They're, like, Mm -hmm. trained in the brain. I always say it's like going to the gym for your brain. Like, you just need to go to therapy therapy is the fucking best it's like yeah active for your brain and like we just we aren't given all the skills and the tools to cope with life life is so weird and we all come from such a unique past and we have our own unique experiences with our own unique disorders some people so it's just so cool to have an unbiased opinion of someone who's just like this is a healthy way like when you go to the gym you may be good at lifting but if you had a professional trainer or whatever they're called what is it called? Professional trainer? Is it? I don't know. Uh, personal trainer. <laughs> personal trainer. That's the one. <laughs> I feel like yeah, they'd be close. able to be like, you should lift like this because of the way that you're structured, mm-hmm. the way that you have back pain or whatever. They'd be able to give you a more personalized, unique experience that will probably get you to yeah. your goals faster. Right? Like your yeah, friends I can support you. Yeah, I think a lot of people but... aren't ready for that. Yeah. Like that's the hardest part. Going to a therapist is you have to prepare yourself for some real ass dissecting and that with that comes a lot of truth you know and it's sad because it's like a lot of it is self-inflicted a lot of things we've been through we've done to ourselves but not on like purpose it's just it stemmed from trauma and stuff but Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of us aren't ready for those answers even though we probably need them like i think it's kind of like when you're not ready to go to the gym (laughs) like yeah Totally. I think, yeah, people definitely fear what's going to happen when they're in therapy. I think they think that the therapist is going to be like, you done fucked up this, 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 this. But it's so not like that. And if it is like that, Mm -hmm. leave your therapist, report them and go find somebody else. It's literally not supposed to be like that. They're I feel like, you know, obviously there's a lot of shit that I created in my own life, but they were able to be like, you are like this because this happened to you. And this is your opportunity to, you know, take your power back and not be the victim. And they just inspire. They're like your cheerleader. It's the greatest. Yeah. You know, have you ever been to therapy? I yeah. can't remember if I've asked you. I have. And it was crazy. I, I went to my first therapist when I was, I think like 20 or 21. And she completely mm-hmm. called me out on my daddy issues. It was crazy. But it Damn. was like not in the meanest. She wasn't yeah. mean about it. I just make fun of it now because I was like, damn, she really told me I have daddy issues. <laughs> but, like, she was right. Yeah. She totally was right. I'll never forget that lady. Like, she she opened my eyes to, like, there's a, she made me realize there's a reason for everything we do in our mm-hmm. 20s. Like, everything we do from dating, who we date, who we're friends with, who we like, I realize there's a reason for it. Yes. What we accept. And it's because of her. I'm like, there. I'm all for therapy. Yeah. Always, always, always. Yeah, therapy is amazing. And I can't say enough good about it. I always, like, 
talk about therapy in every episode, so I'm going to shut the fuck up about it because everyone's probably like, yeah, we get it, we're going, or we're not. We don't no, I think everyone should do it, and I think so a amazing. lot of uh, men would benefit from it, a lot yes. of women and men, but I think I talked to my boyfriend about this the other day. I feel like men uh, have been groomed to not speak on their feelings and yes. not show emotions because it's like a sign of weakness or whatever the hell society says. But it's mm-hmm. like if if more men did therapy, God, could you imagine yeah. the health that would be I, like circulating in this bitch? No, I, it would be unbelievable because I do agree with you. They have, I think, the shittier end of the stick in that regard where they they're do. just like man up, mm-hmm. don't feel. And then they get into these relationships with us later in life. And anyone, and they're just, and we're like, why can't you feel, bitch? Why don't you cry? You're a psycho. Like, why would you, like, you know what I mean? And we're just so hard on them because we're like, why Mm -hmm. can't you do the things? But I think what's cool about our generation and the generation under us is like we're raising children and men to be able to cry and to be able to wear nail polish if they want and to be able to feel and to just do what feels right to them instead of what, you know, society's unrealistic and toxic expectations are of them. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. It's crazy. No, um, it, it, it really just, is. <laughs> I just want to, like, throw a therapist at people whenever I get, like, the vibes. Their vibes are off. I'm like, hey, here's a therapist. I know. I have, like, cards in my pocket. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I felt compelled <laughs> to give you this. <laughs> like, the people yeah, give out tracks for religion, but we're just giving out, like, tracks for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, but again, a taboo topic for if you're not emotionally mature. Like yeah. Earlier. I even yeah. remember like <laughs> years ago, I used to whisper like I'm in therapy because I've been in therapy since I was 14. I woke up mm-hmm. one day and I was like, OK, my childhood is like fucked. Other people are not getting thrown down the stairs like I am at school. I need help. So I remember just like waking mm-hmm. up in my little Lizzie McGuire themed room, just being like, marched upstairs mom take me to therapy now (laughs) and she did and she sent me an appointment and she would always pick me up and drop me off and she'd ask what I talked about and I would never say a word and I went in and I was able to be like this is happening and I had a safe space and they diagnosed me with PTSD like within the first 10 seconds they were like okay little trauma babe you ain't okay but were you, were you like, ashamed of being in therapy? Like, you don't want people to know? Or Yeah, I was ashamed um, because there was still, like, there was such a heavy stigma around it then, right? That would have been, like, yeah. I can't really there math. There still kind of like, is. I feel like people is. associate it with, like, having an issue. Like, it's, like, And being what? crazy. Fix the issues. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. No, literally. But it's, like, I everybody think, um, has mental health. It's just so cool that you can manage it and be open about it. Like, how? what a flex. Yeah. Like, literally, my boyfriend's ex was going bananas a few months ago, and mm-hmm. I finally responded to her, and I was like, you need to you need to talk to someone. Like, a therapist is really going to help you. And you know what's funny? Because if you hear that from a girl, it's kind of, like, bitchy, but I actually was saying it with a lot of love. Yeah. But she was like, uh, you're the one who needs a therapist. Like, sis, I already have one. Thanks. She was like, have yours on speed dial. I'm like, I do. You know? Like, no oh, shame man. here. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting like it's, to see the the offense people can take from it, but it's like not intended that no, way. At you're least not we're not hurting intending my feelings it that way. At yeah. All. No. Yeah, I, have I her think on it's speed dial for sure. Yeah, <laughs> same. Look, <laughs> you're not hurting. Yes, I'll I'll call her right now. Actually, thank you. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation, sis, if you would just get one. <laughs> yeah, literally. 
No, I think going to therapy and honestly just owning your mental health, whatever that looks like, being neuro, you know, typical or neurodivergent, whatever it is, I feel like it's just such a flex. It's a green flag. If someone says, yeah, I've been to therapy, I'm open to therapy, and there's no shame attached, I'm like, you done the work. That would be part of my interview process. I'm big. I Even before dating. Oh, yeah. I'm like, are you open to therapy? If you never have been, Mm -hmm. I have to ask that. And... Yeah, I will say a lot yeah. of men are not. Um, they have said, like, yeah, I'm open to it to, like, maybe land me. And then once it mm-hmm. comes up. But I'm firm on it. I'm like, we're, we're going because that was a boundary and that was something that I set in place before. So, yeah. Come no, on. Like, one of the topics I talked to my boyfriend about when we first started talking, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, so, like, have you ever experienced depression? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm talking to this hot guy about depression. What's happening right now? But I was just like, let me ask him because I I don't want to date someone who has no, like, I'm not saying you have to have depression, but like he has no understanding Mm -hmm. for it. And he he opened up to me. He told me he's not a very depressed person, honestly, like bless him. Like, I don't know what he went through in his life. that He ended up so like level headed, but like, (laughs) or like, okay, I love that for him. But he was so open to talk about it. And he did talk about like the moments that he has it. And I was like, okay, it's Mm -hmm. We're, we're talking about okay, something yeah. that is taboo for so many other people, but it's like, I like this. It wasn't like a, Ugh, no, you know how some people get like the ick when you don't have like a perfect yeah. love? It's weird. Yes. It's very yeah. weird. Like I'm that. like the opposite of it and so proud of it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Once I started owning my mental illnesses and the things that happened to me, that's where the true love started pouring in. Cause I was like, I'm not a, no longer ashamed. I'm no longer splitting on myself being like, Hey, I love this part of me, but like, I don't like this part of me. Like, bitch, I am all of it. Mm-hmm. And like, what are people going to do? Like judge me and it's going to hurt more than the trauma experience. Like, no, I don't give a fuck. Judge me. Yeah. You're probably just at war with yourself. Like that doesn't offend me at all. People's opinions on like, Mm-hmm. Oh my God, me being so open. Like I put myself out there, you know, yeah. I really am like, let's talk self-harm. Let's talk this. And like, yeah, I don't, I really don't have capacity for even caring if people judge me because yeah, you could no. be the most well-rounded, perfectly filtered human being who like looks perfect in the eyes of society and people mm-hmm. still will hate on you. So you may oh, as yeah. well be your most authentic version because people are always going to come up with, you know, the version of you that they've created in their head. So you may as well be you if yeah. you're going to be judged regardless, you know, at least yeah. you're living a more fulfilling and authentic life. People no, are going to judge regardless. I agree. I totally agree. There's no other way to be. Otherwise you're just, you're living here for what we're so limited here in our time here. I know. It's like definitely can't live here for everyone else. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we agreed. just went down a therapy rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we did. I'm like, I should wrap this therapy up. And you're like, you know what I think? I'm like, okay, we're going to keep going. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Keeping it going. Um, okay. What is a piece or two of advice that you'd offer someone who's just starting out in their journey with setting boundaries? Like, say they're like, they just listened to this podcast and like, fuck, I should probably set one or two. What would you tell them? So my piece of advice would be to set or start setting boundaries from the beginning of any friendship or any relationship that you're going to start. It's just going to save you so much more heartache. I feel like once you do it from the jump, they know who you are. They know what you need. They know what you don't need, you know, as opposed Mm -hmm. to like you falling in love with somebody who is red flag after red flag after red flag. And they're, you know what I mean? Like they're not understanding like, Hey, this is what Tally needs. This is what Alyssa needs. Um, And then they end up, 
you know what I mean? You just end up heartbroken, like, because it's yes. like, oh, they're not loving me the way I need them, or this really bothers me, and I can't tell them, like, no, start at the beginning. Because it's better yeah. that these people aren't in your life then than you to develop yes. emotional, like, love and everything for them, and then it just right. ends up bad because you didn't, you were scared to tell them you didn't like that, you know? Yeah, So that's, absolutely. What, that's my and- advice. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for too much. Like ask as much as you want. That's another mm-hmm. thing. Like when people say yeah. your standards are too high, like, babe, yeah. what? How can you even speak on my standards? You've never walked a day in my shoes. Like, don't be afraid of people saying your standards are too high or like your boundaries are too high. That sounds like somebody who needs higher standards and boundaries. That doesn't sound like you should change yours. Like that just sounds like someone who is you know to not like love themselves and then don't yes. want you to love yourself too much. Facts. No, a hundred percent. Like, I think people are always afraid to set boundaries and have standards because I think deep down there may be, yeah, like you said, afraid that they won't deserve it. But like the truth of the matter is if you lower your standards and your boundaries, you're going to attract the people you don't even want to fuck with. And then you're going to be crying over some person that you didn't even want to fuck with in the beginning. Right. And that's going to hurt even more because you're going to be like, bro, this person isn't even worth my time. And now bro. I'm crying over him. Like yeah. that's going to be... Mm-mm. No, we don't want is, you to do that no like this topic is for a whole nother podcast again because let me tell you yeah. it's the desperation <laughs> in us to feel yes. loved that we yeah. just don't want to lose i literally was talking to a customer at the bar that i work at the other day she was like oh my god i want to find love so bad i want to love like yours so i'm like wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute like that stop <laughs> like you know what i mean she's like i came here to find a guy i was like you're not gonna find him here baby like stop it you're screwed stop <laughs> I was like, go home right now. Like, I'm just like, it's like, but I get it. Because I was super, like, desperate before. Too desperate sounds so ugly, but we want to be loved so bad. And we just, we put aside the the standards, the boundaries, the needs, the pickiness. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, you might abuse me, but, oh, he's so cute. And then he kisses me. It's so nice. Like, no. Yeah. uh, I know, and it's so hard when you're in it because you're just like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my fairy tale. There's a lot of red flags Mm. around this person, but maybe, just maybe, they'll turn green. You know what? (laughs) I Mm. feel like if I ever have children, banning fairy tales from my household. The old fairy tales. Yeah, Yeah. maybe that's what's happening to, like, little girls we grow up, and it's like, you find your prince, you live happily ever after. And it's like, now we're grown, so it sounds silly, but it's like, Man, but have we not been groomed our whole life to believe no, like that? And then we start point. dismissing the red flags and then putting our standards to the side. Nobody teaches standards growing up. Think about it. Like, Damn. Yeah, we were, and just marriage yeah. is the ultimate goal. Relationship is the ultimate goal. Yes. You know how bad I want to get married? Like, still yeah. to this day during this podcast right now. Like, I want to be married. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I do what not. What is the reason? <laughs> I do not want to get married anytime soon, at least. But I'm also not in a relationship. You're in a very loving, healthy relationship. I can totally understand where you're coming from. But for it to be, like, the only goal, you also do have other goals, too. Like, you got Tallyware. You got your, you know, your self-love journey you're on. You're ambitious as fuck. But, like, Mm -hmm. some people really just set out and they think they got to find love. And that is the ultimate reward. And Yeah. The ultimate reward reward is loving yourself. I'm having an awakening moment right now. I'm having a moment of awakening right now. I don't like it. (laughs) It's uncomfy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's a good point. The fairy tales, the Disney. I mean, I'm a Disney fanatic myself, but there is a lot. And the Disney's Mm -hmm. are, you know, the movies are changing now, which is awesome. You know, like I think Frozen was a big, iconic 
uh, movie that hit Disney because mm-hmm. it was finally not the man that like made it happen. It was the love for her sister and herself, and that was like, yeah. oof. that was you know, no, oh, yeah, groundbreaking. We're definitely trying, but it starts at home for sure. Like I think that our generation is just like, man, it's it's been through a struggle bus, and I feel yeah. like it's because our the older generation is so was so dated in their mindset and what was okay and what wasn't okay and we're True. i feel like we're in the middle of this like transitional generation and then this mm-hmm. transit this old generation and it just like it's kind of like you're unlearning a lot of things that you were raised were okay and you're paying for it and you're dating and your friendships and your mm-hmm. jobs and your everything it's 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 crazy it is not the vibes to be in your 20s and lower 30s right now <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle it's not easy i feel like we're we're in the middle of a weird we live in a society that makes it hard to be mentally aware but you have to be mentally aware of yourself Mm -hmm. and it's just like you're constantly battling these things i don't know i don't know it makes sense in my head (laughs) no for sure and i i think every generation has their struggles i mean like they always say back in my day it was so much better like y'all couldn't be gay and half of you didn't know how to say you loved you to your kids. Like, I feel like, you know, like, I feel like it's better than where we're coming from, but I can see where you're Mm -hmm. wanting it to be. It can still feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we're making progress, but it's still very, we got a long way to go. Yeah. Well, I was raised by super old fashioned parents, like very like etiquette, very everything. And so like, I still have tendencies that are old fashioned. And then, but at the same time, those tendencies battle with like my new age tendencies were like, you kind of torn between the world, you know, like, yeah, I'm two, I'm two people in one. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. They're always fighting. Yeah. (laughs) They're like classy tally or I don't even want to call it classy. I don't know. Old fashioned tally. (laughs) And then 2023 tally are like beefing hard. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get that. I feel like, yeah. New age, old age, constant battle. Yeah. Yeah, especially with boundaries, because, you know, back when, like, being raised by my dad, like, it's not that women couldn't have boundaries. We just, it's just the woman did everything. You didn't speak mm-hmm. up on it. Something bothered you. You right. didn't talk back. You just, like, cleaned and cooked. But that's what my dad was raised on, and that's what my mom did for him. And that's mm-hmm. what me and my sister did for him growing up. Like, we cooked, we um, did the laundry, all that fun stuff. But it's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The girl who was raised like that, it's like, it's again, having boundaries in that household weren't a thing. Yeah. So here I am not having boundaries at 29. You're working on it, baby. <laughs> um, do yeah. you, I feel like sometimes, I was going to ask you this too, like I go back and forth. I am getting better, but I feel like I'm in my most selfish era I've ever had. Like if I don't want to do something, I'm not doing it at all and like I used to be so like I'll do anything for anyone and say yes to everyone and now I'm so 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 selective with who I spend my time with like I'm going to Drake by myself like that's not something I ever Mm -hmm. imagined I do like that's big I used to need like a posse of 20 plus people around me to do anything at all times okay 20 is a bit of a stretch but you know what I mean um and I'm going to Mm -hmm. Drake by myself because I am the biggest fan aside from Drake himself. So I wasn't going with anyone less than that. And I also just don't want any outside energy. I feel like he's one of my favorite artists. He's gotten me through a decade of heartbreak and life. And I just think it's going to be such a spiritual, amazing experience. And I don't want any outside energy affecting it. And 
That's, That's amazing. just so big for me. That's so big. I would have never gone to a concert by myself like two years ago. I'd be like, no, oh, I, I love. That. I would just miss it. So I'm if really I was excited. In Canada, I would go. I mean, you yeah. didn't invite me, but I would go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'm like so excited. I'm taking myself out to dinner before too. Like I'm just like so gonna have cute. the cutest solo night by now myself. You, you're so in control of your life, and I love that. Like it's really yeah. admirable. Like thank I you. Definitely, I'm taking notes so like I can get there. <laughs> but... <laughs> and you will a hundred percent. I feel like, and I think it helps with age too. Like you just uh-huh. give less and less of a shit of the opinions of other people. I just leaned into who I was. Like I care so little about what people think about me that I just do whatever I want whatever feels aligned to me and I think that's the biggest one because that does coincide with boundary setting too like you don't like it see ya like if a person in my life right now ever said lower your standards I would never speak to them again even if they were a friend of five years like that's just not something I would even like what would what do you mean I don't think any of my friends would be dumb enough to say some shit like that but like what the fuck you would Mm -hmm. be taking so many steps backwards doing that yeah hundred percent worth it. You've done, you've done so much work and it's hard work getting there. Yeah. You know, even me, like I'm not quite fully there, but I'm getting there and yeah. it's hard work getting where I've been. Yeah. And for anybody to try to take me back from that, like you are not my friend. You don't exactly. love me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, hard girl. work, but it's worth We're it, man. Today. Yeah, we really mm-hmm. are. This is good. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's crucial. I love it. At first, uh, with this topic, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm about to talk about boundaries and I really like, I lack so much. I genuinely do. And it's something I'm so self-aware of, but Mm -hmm. I'm working on it. Like we said, but it's something people need to talk about because it's like, absolutely. It may be, it may be if someone heard Tally today, Tally and Alyssa today, like it's going to touch somebody. Someone's going to get off this podcast and go make a boundary happen. And that's enough to get me by, honestly. Exactly. And like, I didn't ask you to be, I don't ask people to be a guest on my podcast because I think they're an expert in boundaries. You don't need to be perfect in setting boundaries. You're just a raw human who's really honest about where you're at and what you've been through. And that's why it was like, you'd make the perfect guest for this topic because, and it's good to show where like you're at and different people are at and different experiences. And like, you know, there could be people that relate to to me and to you, to both of us, to each of us individually. So to give those different perspectives, it just, you know, it helps people meet people where they're at and not feel like they need to be this unrealistic, perfect boundary setter. Cause like, we're all just at different levels of our journey and that's, that's totally okay. You know? No, a hundred percent. It's man, it's a journey. Journey is the word. (laughs) Yeah. This is not easy. eh? And it's honestly (laughs) such a lonely process too. I think a lot of people don't talk about that. This goes back to you not needing, um, a big group of friends, you know, you not needing to be in a Mm -hmm. relationship. Setting boundaries is really deep, man. Like it stems from so many traumas. And earlier I mentioned abandonment issues. Like that goes straight into it too. You don't want to set boundaries because you don't want people to leave you. And it's like, that's something I struggle with too. My boyfriend will be like, why are you apologizing so much? And I'm like, that's my biggest, by the way, my biggest thing I hate, I don't want to hate, dislike about myself is that I say sorry for everything. Like, everything and Mm. i remember this quote this lady said uh i'm sorry is the most disgusting thing a woman can do to herself stop apologizing for literally doing something to not be i'm sorry for and i was like damn like i really am i'm sorry if you bumped into me like girl you bumped into me why am i sorry you know what i mean like yeah just like little things like that like i don't know it's just in fear of abandonment so we lack in uh in putting boundaries down because we don't want to be abandoned or i mean at least i don't 
And so I've had the conversation no, with my boyfriend and, and I'm like, hey, like, like, this is how I am. I'm working on it. But I apologize a lot because I'm scared. Like, I fear being abandoned. Mm-hmm. I, I'm scared to tell you what I want and what I need because this, this and that. So he kind of knows, like, he knows not to take advantage of that. But like, man, very rare will you find a big group of friends or people around you that, that are all on the same page, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's it's a deep rabbit hole of feelings, but it is what it is. One day it at really a time, is. right? <laughs> no, absolutely. And I heard this once too because I was also somebody who said I'm sorry a lot. I try and get better at it, and like it was mm-hmm. cute. Like my best friend Jason, um, I the one day I had like a really bad like just mental day and it just wasn't okay and I was like I'm so sorry he's like you don't ever have to say sorry for feeling the way that you feel this and I was like thank you for saying that it's so important to be reminded of that but I've tried to replace my I'm stories with thank yous like thank you for Mm -hmm. having capacity for me while I spiraled out of control today instead of I'm sorry because I feel like that's a good replacement and then you're just, mm-hmm. you're also not making someone feel, because I think when you say sorry so many times, because I've been around people who say sorry a lot too, and I'm just like, I, I feel like I constantly have to reassure. Mm-hmm. But if you're like thanking you, you're just like, oh yeah, you're so welcome anytime. And then it just gives that reassurance that you may need, like a better yeah. form of authentic reassurance by saying I'm sorry versus, I mean, by saying, <laughs> by saying thank you no, instead yeah, of I'm sorry. thank you. No, that's actually, I'm definitely going to try to implement that because I still yeah. do it to this day. But it's like, yeah, they, hey, thanks. I was having a bad day. Thank you for being there. Like, I'm really working on this, whatever, whatever. And then it's like, mm-hmm. that's a human human experience. But when you start apologizing for being human, like, like, are you apologizing right. because you feel bad? Or do you feel like you owe that? That person makes you feel like you need to apologize for being right. a human. Because if that's the case, like, maybe you shouldn't be around them. You know? Yeah. And then it just leaves that other person kind of feeling like, why are you so sorry for just existing? Like you're you're just being you, you know, it's a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really like that piece of advice. Yeah. It it goes back with being around safe people, safe people that you have boundaries, safe people that you have feelings and be human. Those are the only people that you should want in your life at this point. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, to yeah. be safe. Like, mm-hmm. I've never felt so safe and at peace in my life and in my brain before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, such a cool feeling. Like, I can have off days, but overall, I'm still, like, almost 100%. Yeah. And that's crazy because I used to live where I was always in stress and chaos. And 20% of my life, I'd have good days. But now I would say, mm-hmm. like, majority of my life is good days. And then I have off moments and off days. And, like, that's such yeah. a big turn. And I That's owe that so to you know, yeah, you, so much self work. Therapy. Me. Oh my god, because like when You're you said like there. you were surrounded with so much stress and chaos, I'm like, oh my god, my wife, she's literally yeah. describing me right now, and it's like, oh shit, not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're so self-aware. I think that's something that's going to take you really far in life. Is like you're so able to call yourself on your own bullshit or be like, yeah. I need to do better at this. Like, I really suck at this or I really want to. So I think that's important. I am important. self-aware, but Very. I'm beefing with myself because of it. Like, mm-hmm. It's frustrating being self-aware because you know you're not doing right to yourself. Yeah. You know what you deserve, but you still continue to do things you don't. You know, like that's mm-hmm. what's frustrating. So, but you're right being self-aware is a good thing because it's it's progress to the correct path but mm-hmm. like i said it's a constant beef with yourself like why am i like this mm-hmm. how does it better than this why am i putting myself in this situation why do i love yeah. these people so much like it's, it's yeah. a battle girl 
It is rough out here. <laughs> I, it really is. Oh, and I hope, like I, I'm sending you so much love and healing on your journey with setting boundaries. Cause like, I know you've already said so many, but like the more you set, like the more you love yourself and the more respect you have for yourself. You know what I found? Yeah. I, I didn't trust myself up until like a yeah. year and a half ago. It was really recent that I was like, I don't trust people because I don't trust me. I put mm-hmm. myself in dumbass situations. I trust dumbass people. <laughs> I yeah. fucking sound really harsh, but y'all know what I mean. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. I just end up in these fucked up situations and I just look look a fool. Like, how, how am I supposed yeah. to trust myself when I keep dating people that do me wrong? Or how am I supposed to trust myself when I keep making these same mistakes? So I think yeah. really setting those boundaries and, you know, forgiving yourself, showing yourself grace, it teaches you mm-hmm. that you are worthy of respect. And it builds a trust within you that you can then kind of shadow onto the rest of the world. You're like, okay, I can trust me. So, like that's all that really matters like that is it no, like listen, you don't really need to you, yeah <laughs> you just said a mouthful right there because you're so spot on no like it's amazing what you just said it's like i'm not saying that other people aren't the problem but like what we allow is what will continue right so it's yes. like we have to trust ourselves you know what i mean like we need to do better to not let those shitty dumbass people in our life you know like they're still mm-hmm. shitty dumbass people but like we have to start trusting ourselves to make those decisions that are best for us. Like at the end of the day, like we are in a full-time long life relationship with mm-hmm. ourselves. Like nobody the else most has that one. debt to us, but us. So exactly. it's kind of like, we have to have those harsh moments where, like we said earlier, we have to have those standards. We have to start mm-hmm. creating those boundaries. We have to stop dating, being friends with, or whatever, those people who, you know, do all those things we don't need. I don't know. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's why self love is so important. Is crazy. It really yeah. is a trip. That's why oh I have God, unlimited yes. amounts of episodes to record because it's all about normalizing the human experience. But yeah, self love yeah. is the only love that really, really, really fills us because, like, as much as you can be in a relationship, like, they cannot love you to the extent that you can. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been with you for every single day. And y'all know those relationships that go way back. And you guys have been friends forever and it's mutually respectful and all that. Like, that's a different type of love than your new friendships, you know? So, like, you've been with you every day. Mm -hmm. You're the only person guaranteed with you every day. So, like, the love that you're searching for in other people is never going to fill your cup all the way. Because they've they've not known you the same level that you know you. You know, they can't love you to that extent. Damn it. That was Mm -hmm. intense. (laughs) Damn. That was so fucking true. Fuck. That was that, it. Drop the mic, sis. <laughs> yeah. You dropped the I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say. That was amazing. No, you're... Wait, man, this should be spoken about so much more. And it's just crazy. Like, I'm so happy that you called me on today. Like, at first I was a little nervous, but it's just so good to talk about this stuff. Like, yes. I can't tell you a single person I talk to about this type of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like... so human right now. And yeah. Gonna, it, like, and that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that's I'm what I'm trying to bring. I'm today floating because I just Good. feel so like, reli- like I'm on a yeah. cloud right now. Nobody, you cannot touch me. You're negative. Bye. Yeah. No, Valley you guys can't. To me, don't talk to me. Don't park my car. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'll park it myself. <laughs> I, I love it. it. Your vibes? That's your literally... Vibes off. I'll park it myself. <laughs> that's all I want in life, is I want people to feel like they can be human without shame, like having shame. Because there's no fucking shame no. in it being human. There's, there's no none. shame in it. 
you know what this world is delulu i love that word by the way is <laughs> delulu because i know put it on a shirt that's how much i love I it but uh <laughs> but really this world is delulu as fuck and yeah. a lot of people aren't real enough i don't want you know what that sounds mean a lot of people aren't ready to have a real ass mm-hmm. conversation like this with themselves where it's like damn i lack boundaries i lack standards yep. i'm a bitch i need to yep. work on this i need to stop projecting this like it's like man to sit here and sit or sit in therapy and really like dissect yourself like what a badass like right that's not delulu not delulu i mean delulu (laughs) is fun and all sometimes it is fun to be a little delulu you know like live your life on a different like episode like you're in a show but in real reality like no such a flex to not be a sheep to society in this like weird not being mentally intelligent thing going on yes Dude, yeah. Love it. Oh no, my god. I feel so badass and untouchable right now. Good, good. Yeah, run with that. <laughs> Go set some fucking boundaries today. Say, no, you can't talk to me like that. Don't do this to me, bitch. Oh, yeah, I love the it. slightest bit of rudeness. Like, nope, you thought. Goodbye. <laughs> I, sorry. I don't speak the language you're speaking right now, yeah. so we can talk later when you want to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and respect, baby. Oh, I wish I could yeah. give you a hug right now. I wish this interview was being conducted in person. I would just squeeze you to death. I'll be in Canada soon one day, maybe next yeah. year, not soon, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's the goal. Maybe we can meet up somewhere yeah. like down south or something too. That'd be nice. Wow, yeah, okay. Canada. Not over here though. Please don't. Like, let no, me go no, over no, there. No. But- yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't have any plans to come back there, sis. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Unless it's for no, business. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, don't I need nothing you. there. You're, no. you're not missing anything, honestly. It's no. very ghetto over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. You'd have to be like, really, like, I need you. And I'd be like, oh, sis. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never, we're, no. I'll come get you, you and we're going to leave. <laughs> girl, Houston is not it. But mm-hmm. I've never been to Canada and it's on my list. So I definitely, you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah, I'm in van. It's, oh, in my yeah. opinion, one of the best cities in Canada. One out, because no, there's some pretty crazy, beautiful cities, but I've lived in a lot of places in Canada and I've traveled most of the country. So I can say oh, I confidently that van is like up there. That's no, beautiful. Baby. I see all the pictures you post. It's so pretty. It's it definitely is. night and day from over here. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I think that was hard for me to live there too because it was so much city and not enough nature. Like I'm somebody who needs to like breathe in the pine trees and like yeah. jump into a creek. I'm yeah. a lot more like outdoorsy than I may appear. No, <laughs> Don't let the acrylic nails fool you. I I really like to to camp. This is <laughs> probably no for sure. This is probably for another podcast. But like I like want you to come back to Houston and then like do it completely different with me. Like we'll just go do like all the mm. things you didn't do because. Houston that would actually be really amazing. It, but I just feel like you didn't get the best of it, you know? I didn't. I didn't at all. And I know yeah. that because there was a lot of things I wanted to try while I was there. And I was kind of shut down. And I was like, oh, damn. But, like, yeah. this is where the self-love comes in because, like, next time yeah. I'm in a relationship, I will date somebody, you know, of better quality. And also be able to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just go no, take myself sure. to the aquarium or wherever it was I wanted to go. Yeah. Olive Garden. You did take I'm me not- to Olive Garden. Which was Not nice. Olive Garden. Oh my gosh, that was the cutest <laughs> thing you ever said. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny because like, it's like, it's like the norm place here, and you just really wanted to go there. I think that's hilarious. It was, it's my but favorite. I love it. No, it's so it good. My oh my favorite. god, it's, it's delicious. I would. And I love that you right felt that way too. 
Cause like, no, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, there wasn't a lot of people of I could most... find that loved it. Cause they were like, what, no. why would you go to Olive Garden? I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you? You don't want it's a genuine Italian is... experience. <laughs> no, it's cause they want bougier Italian. I'm girl. We have to do these some better. I promise. I got yeah. you. But Olive Garden. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. We can have it every day. I love garden. I was just raised oh, on it. Hey, that's like where we went every Sunday after church. And like, that was like the good part about Sundays was Olive garden. Yeah. And I just like, I just loved it. It was all I wanted to do, but I only got to do it like yeah. once. <laughs> Thanks to you. Oh, I know. Oh, good times. It's okay. We'll do good it times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my God. This was beautiful. Do you have any like lasting words or things that you want to say before we wrap this episode up? Cause I feel like it's been so amazing. But if there's I anything have, else that like you're I'm like... I'm just talking to a friend, like, regularly right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I don't know. I think if I could leave anyone with anything, is like I said earlier, uh, start your friendships and your relationships with your boundaries up front. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to, like, tell people what you do and do not need. It's. Yeah. I know it's, like, a hard experience to probably uh, receive rejection from that, but it's better to be rejected now than later because those people yeah. are not your people. And that's that's Absolutely. the biggest thing that I think everyone should take out of this is that not everyone is going to be for you. You're probably not going to have that boyfriend that you thought was great but lacks like the mental capacity for you. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's probably someone yes. hotter that has mental capacity out there. Yes, but it's Absolutely. like let's chill out on the desperation for friendships and love. Like our people are out there and they deserve us and we deserve yes. them. But Absolutely. We cannot make people who are not meant for us be for us. That's honestly exactly for me. And that goes for everybody in relationships now and you're starting boundaries and you're starting to implement them and you're you've been in a relationship for a couple of years. Like it still applies. Like if they don't meet those requirements, they still ain't for you. You know? And and another thing that I wanna say, yeah. No, say it, say it, Uh, babe. Go ahead. (laughs) Let this be your sign to pull if you've been with your partner. I'm probably going to do this today, actually. Uh, mm. Pull your partner aside and be like, look, this is something I want to work on. Boundaries. Yeah. This is what, and see how they feel about boundaries. And then yes. this is how you're going to, this is how you're going to see like a moment right now. Like, wait a minute. Especially if you've never talked about stuff like this, where they're at with that and just be like, look, I know I lack here. I know I'm a pushover or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. And then just be like, I really want to work on this. Your partner, if yeah. they love you. They're down. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, you do do that. Let's work on that. Like, yeah, what do I, what do I need for to you. do to help you? Yeah. yeah. What do I need mm-hmm. to do to help you in that journey? Like, is there anything I can do to like not trigger you or not whatever. Right. But yeah, if you've been with someone like take today or whatever time this week and have that combo so that y'all's relationship can last longer, flourish. The whole point is to move forward and upward in a relationship. So I don't know. That's the advice I would give today. If you've been in a relationship for a while. Absolutely. And like the only thing that you're going to discover from setting boundaries are the people for you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I think people fear, oh, what's going to happen? You're just going to eliminate the people that are not for you and find the people that are for you. So that's 100%. That sounds like the best case scenario. Sounds difficult, Mm -hmm. but like it's the best case scenario. Yeah. This was amazing, Tally. Well done, baby. Thanks for being so authentic and willing to talk on this subject and just be honest with where you're at and where you want to be. I think that's so important. Thank you for having me. This was great. Let's do it again. Let's do it tomorrow. And then after. (laughs) You're all (laughs) We'll definitely, definitely have you back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud of you, by the way. Killing it. Thanks, baby. I'm proud of you, too. I'm so glad I met you. 
Big hugs. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for everyone tuning in today. And then did you want to leave your Instagram? I'm obviously going to tag you on the podcast post, but like just in case someone hears this and doesn't feel like going to Instagram, they just want to find you and your socials and your business. Drop all of your drop all the things for people to find you. Yeah, my personal is just Tally Medina, T-A-L-I, not the Tally Mark, T-A-L-I Medina. And then my business is Tallyware, T-A-L-I-W-E-A-R. So, yeah, follow me. I'll follow you all back, all of you. Oh, Oh, I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Tally. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I loved having you. If you wish to support this podcast, please follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media at Full Minded Podcast. Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Elisabetta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.